Thank you all so much for coming back to join me for part two of this two-part series that I did with my friend Kristen. I will tell you that we actually recorded this all the same day. And once I really felt like we had gotten into the meat of our conversation, it was about the halfway point. And it morphed into something that ended up being pretty cool. If you listened to the first part, you know that we called the episode Dating Highs and Woes, part one. And we focused a lot on the woes, right? Kristen and I had to have some conversation about the struggles that we had with dating in general, um, with being single, with putting ourselves out there, the things that we have overcome in order to be able to be daters. <laughs> so you may also know that from the first episode, Kristen has spent a lot of time alone. Um, for the last couple of years, she has not dated. I did a nine-month stint in non-dating land that was pretty intentional. And it's really interesting because I really think that when you get comfortable being alone, and when you feel good in that space, something happens in you. And it is beautiful, but I think that there's also a little bit of a downside. And I wrote about this in one of my Medium articles, I believe last week. If you go to the show notes, you'll see a link to my webpage. And that has all of the essays on there. You can go ahead and check it out there. What I realized and what I wrote about was that after nine months of being alone, I had come to the conclusion that there was going to be a tipping point for me where I was going to settle so comfortably into being alone that there was going to be a point of no return. I was just going to be the alone woman because as I titled the article, which was a total nod to Hamilton, by the way. I don't know if anybody caught that, but I felt it. The article title is Being Alone is Easy, Dating is Harder. And I feel that all the time when I am dating. And that is because I have gotten so used to totally depending on myself, trusting myself, knowing myself, that when you date, you don't have that when you start dating someone. You go into this totally blind. You have to learn how to trust someone. You have to learn how to feel safe with someone. You have to learn how to know that person and sit in that knowing. And I will tell you, that to me is kind of a hellscape. I'm not going to lie. Like the beginning stages of dating are difficult because it is outside of my comfort zone. So for me, choosing that aloneness over that discomfort is an easy choice, but it doesn't necessarily lead me to living a full life where I am open to having a companion to share my time with. So seeing that there was sort of this point of no return, I said, okay, let's get back into this and do this. And I think Kristen gets there in this conversation as well. It's kind of funny because you'll see a little bit of a process happening. 
And I have to tell you that how the episode ends is really kind of fun. And I might need to do a follow-up. I have to say that I enjoyed this conversation because I felt like what Kristen and I talked about was just important and relatable. We related to each other. And that is the connection that I am always trying to bring to you so that you can connect with what you're hearing, so that it is relatable to you in some way, shape, or form. Even if it is a matter of you are happily coupled and have been for a while, you have single friends. Everybody has single friends. Understanding what their world is like because you have long since left that world is always a kindness to those people. This is an amazingly fun exploration. I hope that you enjoy it. And I want to hear from you. I want to get some feedback from you. I do urge you to check out the show notes because there are all sorts of links to some social media where you can connect more. We have a fun group on Facebook of people who listen to the podcast. They will go ahead and comment on the promos that we put out there for each episode every week. And of course, we have the Patreon. And I urge you to check out the Patreon because this is a neat little growing community. And there's a couple different things that we're going to be doing with it that are going to be fun. But there is a private Facebook page that is part of the Patreon where we can talk about different things. We can talk about the episodes. You can even give me some great suggestions there on some ideas for other conversations that you think we need to have. If you are trying to unpack something, I would love to hear from you because I want to connect with that as well. I think that all of us have things that we deal with on a regular basis that being able to work through those and have that conversation with someone else is amazing. I don't want to keep you too long and I don't want to keep you from Kristen and this really fun conversation. Thank you guys so much for being here. I hope that you enjoy this as much as I did. So obviously, as you know, and I remember, do you remember when I told you this was, it had to have been, hold on, I'm doing math in my head. So that's the burnt rubber smell that you're smelling <laughs> is all of the thinking that's happening because I'm doing math right now and it's super numbery and it hurts. I would say it was probably about six weeks ago that we were at brunch and I told you I was thinking of downloading a dating app. And we both talked about that because yes. I said it too. Get, yes. Because you were contemplating and we had to noodle this one over for quite some time. Do we do this? Are we ready to do this? Like as a collective we. Like because right. if I knew that if there was if I was gonna do this, I needed a support system. I needed someone in my tribe to know what I was going through. Right. And you are far braver than I was. <laughs> I realized so my my point that I had to get to. Um, and I'm going to shout out to, I think, our very first podcast guest, Shaney Silver, who wrote a book called A Single Revolution, Don't Look for a Match, Light One, that is all about owning our single space, which was the missing component for me in being happy in my skin. Because no matter how happy I was, society had pushed onto me for so long that I was still incomplete. 
It wasn't that there was something missing from my life, but there is this great unattainable thing that I need that I'm supposed to be striving for all the time. And that is couplehood. Mm-hmm. And that came in the phrase of people that see me, that know me, that know I'm single. Are you seeing anyone? What's going on with your love life? Are you dating anyone? Are you using like what all of that intrusive line of questioning that makes us feel like we need to be chasing something all the time or we're not doing it right, right? Do you get that commentary from people that when you tell them you have not dated for seven years and you've not been on dating apps that they, they have words for that? Oh, when I said that I was going to start thinking about getting on a dating app, you would have thought it was Christmas Day all over again. Everybody was open that present. Really? Everybody. Gee, is, it the, is it because they're living vicariously through you? Probably. Or because they are hoping that you are finally going to manifest some sort of expectation that they've had for you for forever? I think part of it is, is they always say, you know, how wonderful of a person I am, how great of a catch I would be or whatever. I think it's truthfully, they're living through me. Yes, I get to get up in the morning. I go to work. I come home. If I want to get right into my PJs and watch three movies before I go to bed, I can do that. Right. They can't. They're too busy taking care of family and husbands and cooking and clean, like doing the normal mm-hmm. of what's a, what you do. Do you know the hard part I have with the... I'm not like a stereotype. Right. Right. The hard part that I have with the... You're such a catch. Or why are you so sing- why are you still single? The hard part that I have with all of the commentary about how fantastic we are and how we deserve to find some sort of wonderful love, it's the you're so wonderful but. Right? Yeah. You're our wonderfulness is acknowledged by the people that we love us, that love us. And at the same time, they're acknowledging a deficit that they see in us. And I struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Like, I would agree wholeheartedly. It, your life would be perfect, Kristen. You've got all this stuff going for you, but. And, and when they ask me, oh my gosh, how are you still single? I hate that. Do you have an answer for them? I usually just say because I want to be. I just say because I haven't met my person yet. Because I want to be. That's what I said for years. How are you still single? It's like, I'm, I, I'm not lucky enough to have found the person that I'm supposed to be with right now. Well, I think part of it too is, what if I have found the person I was to be with and I tripped myself up so badly that it's gone? Do you think about them? I do. That's hard. Because I think that no matter whether you did that or not, I think you deserve a second chance. Well, and it's, I I hate to say it's my mother and my grandmother's voice in my head. But truly, if it's meant to be, it's going to be. Whether it's 10 years from now and it's someone I met years ago or it's someone I meet tomorrow. So let me put a spin on this for you with that thought process of what if I met my person and I tripped it up and now that person's gone. What if you have more than one person? Why do we only have one person? 
That doesn't make sense to me. What if we have, have like five of, different people? Well, I have a lot of people. Right. But not all of them are attainable. Say more. So I have a lot of people that care a ton about me. Mm-hmm. And if times were different and circumstances were different, who knows? But I have some of my best friends are married. Mm-hmm. They're married men. I take their advice. Who knows? They could be a person. Right. Just not my person right now. I have a friend who had known her husband for 30 years. They met when they were very young. They had both been married and divorced twice before they finally were in the same place at the same time. And then they got married because they were finally in the same space. Again, could always have been her person. I just don't think that we have one person. I think that there are, do I have regrets? Sure. There are some people whose hearts I have broken and I deeply, deeply regret doing that. And part of me feels like some of the bad luck that I have had with my love life is, am I being punished? Is this some weird karma? Some like romantic karma of, well, do you remember back in 2003? And I'm like, oh, crap. Right? Like that's, that's the hard part. But I don't think that we necessarily have one person. So I think that even if we screw something up and somebody else leaves our lives, somebody else is going to come along. Exactly. Exactly. You've just opened the door to something else. It's just a matter of, are we open and willing to receive it? So that goes back to when we were sitting there and I said, I'm thinking of going back on online dating or two things that worked. One of that, I think I had finally been okay with the single space of, I don't, I don't need to achieve couplehood to achieve happiness. I was always happy with myself. I always had the Mm self-love, but I just wanted my relationship status to be different. Mm -hmm. I stopped wanting the relationship status change. So first there was the, I had to be okay with being single and not feeling like my singlehood was a disease that needed to be cured by being a couple. The second one was... I had to understand how dating apps work negatively and to like turn the tables on that. Right. Did you ever see the social dilemma? I think, I think it was on Netflix. It was about the documentary about how social networks like Instagram, Pinterest, where they, how they manipulate us. For those of you who have not seen this movie, it will screw with your head so bad. Facebook has like 8 million points of data for us stored somewhere. And the way that it works in connection with dating apps is like this. Okay, so you date someone, you're connected on Facebook, your relationship status says that you're in a relationship with John Smith, and then all of a sudden that changes, you're no longer connected through Facebook, you're no longer friends, your relationship status changes, but Facebook tells you, or you have told Facebook, I was in a relationship with this person, now I'm not, they're storing that data. So Facebook knows you went through a breakup. So Facebook is going to send you articles on being alone, on heartbreak, 
on dating, on all of these different things. You're going to do this over and over again until you feel sad, you feel lonely, you feel like there's a void, and then boom, they're going to hit you with the ad for the dating app. Which means I, I'm only laughing because since we talked about that, I have articles on people who met, you know, and have nice relationships now. Uh-huh. And oh, here's they said no to this person, but now they're married. And it's like, are you kidding me? Right. Because they're feeding you what they need you to know in order to get you to download the app so that hopefully you pay for something in the app. But that app is still paying Facebook to send you that ad, right? It's this whole big loop of manipulation. Here's the thing. When we understand what is happening to us, when we see the potential for the manipulation, we have one of three choices, right? We understand the system's broken. We avoid the system altogether, which you and I have both done a spectacular <laughs> job. We I have, say we both are in the Oscar for that one. We so. nailed that. Like done, check, and check. You fight against the system, right? Which means that you try and figure out a way around it. A way around it. And you did with the meat cute. Right. Or you accept the system and you just let it do what it's going to do. Those two bookends have not worked for me. Just acknowledging, well, this is just a shit show and I know it's going to be a shit show. So I'm going in and I'm just going to wade into the shit show. That sucks. Mm -hmm. Avoiding the shit show altogether also sucks. So what's our choice? What are we left with? We join the shit show to our own. We break the shit show. Mm -hmm. Right. How many times can we say shit show? So for me, the moment that I said I'm thinking of doing this was the moment that I decided I had the ability to take the power back. So you downloaded the app today, an app. Mm-hmm. So what was the, what was the moment which other than when I told you that you didn't have to pay anything and didn't really actually cost you any money? What, what made you say, okay, fine, I'm going to do this. That was part of it. Everybody had been telling me in order to do this online and to put the apps, you have to pay, you have to pay. And part of it was, okay, so what's the difference of if I just go to an escort service? Because I'm paying to put myself out there, which means I'm, to me, that was like prostituting myself. I'm paying myself to go out there. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I don't have to pay. And I could do this without feeling like I'm buying someone. Mm -hmm. Perfect. That's all it took. Gotcha. That's it. So I downloaded it. Didn't mean I went yes, further with it. Which, at this point. by the way, so you so are you so are you gonna take the next step? Do you think? As soon as I write a profile. Okay. So what what for you is the biggest fear in taking that step? So I'm probably not the normal person these days. Who the hell is? I'm not a proponent of social media. Mm -hmm. So the fact that I'm connected, that I need to be connected to my device for that is part of it. Like, it's just being aware that I have to keep checking. I have to stay looking. 
Whereas I can throw my phone away for a whole weekend and never touch it. Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. And that is, now it's like, it's one more thing. Mm -hmm. It's just that one more thing. Yeah, I don't like being a slave to technology. And that's what I feel I'm going to need to be. You don't, though. You don't, though. Um, and I will tell you that when I downloaded the app and wrote a probably pretty dorky profile for myself, um, because I'm of the, the opinion of I'm just going to put my weird out there and it's going to appeal to somebody. Like, so I'm going to say something very honest. And the more honest we are with our dating profiles, the more we're going to bring forth. Although I have a friend that tells me that no man ever reads a dating profile and that that may be true. Um, and I have met a lot of people who have said, no, yeah, we don't do that. Eventually, look, I told you so. I mean, I can do the I told you so dance all the time. Like, I, I told you I was a nerd. What? Why are you surprised? I think that setting intentions for me was huge. I think that for me, I had to set boundaries too. I'm, I'm a huge fan of boundaries because technological devices can break right the hell through them. Well, and I think for me, once I realized that while I'm putting myself out there, I'm not the worm. I'm not the bait for the fish. Oh. I'm the fish looking for the worm. That's a nice take. Because it can be on my terms, not mm -hmm. someone else's. Right. Right. But I think a lot of it is ingrained in through the years is, oh, we're this, we are the, we're the worm. We're just waiting for the fish to latch as on. As women or yeah, as people? Uh-uh. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to be that. Yeah. We are the to be chased. We are the not to chase. Right. And again, the, the negative and toxic messages that we as women are sent on how we are supposed to behave. I don't think that men get that nearly as much as, as women do. No. I mean, we talked about it earlier today, sitting at brunch, a man can break up with someone and be on a dating app the next day. Mm -hmm. A woman, if she was in a relationship, like dating someone breaks up, goes on a dating app, she's loose. Whereas it's perfectly acceptable for him. Now I have done, I have done rebound dating app plenty of times, but, but here's what I found out is that it's been spite dating. And maybe yes. that's part of the reason why I took nine months off of dating and dating apps and why I have always given myself space after the ending of a, a relationship is I, I need Spite dating isn't. I would say seven years is good. Yeah. There's yeah, no more spite. Yeah. No. Oh no. 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 There is. You are not. You are not trying to teach someone. I think like the, when my last relationship ended, I felt like there was a little bit of well, I'm going to show him, kind of thing, which is not healthy. Yeah. That's not healthy. There's and, not, and that honestly is probably how I got to where I was the last time. Yeah. So I think that you have to be in a good space in order to be able to not have it run your life. Um, when I downloaded the app, I was very intentional in how I was going to use it. And so I told myself that I created rules. So one of them was 
I'm not going to open this app because I'm bored. Right? Because that's not, I mean, I'm not dating to cure boredom. I'm not bored. I have plenty of things to do. So I'm not going to shop for people because I'm bored. Right? The other one was that I told myself that I was going to spend time reading their profiles and really trying to figure out how I felt about the person that I was looking at. I needed to do that. Obviously, there were certain things that were deal breakers. If I'm swiping and looking and there's a picture of a man with a gun, I'm sorry. I really don't care about your heavy firearms. We are not the same. I'm moving on now. But if I could see the most attractive looking guy ever, and he has nothing in his profile that tells me anything about himself, you have given me no compelling reason to to swipe on you. Right. To connect with you. I have no connection. You're banking on the fact that I think that you're cute. I'm not falling for it. Right. That's your worm is not good enough for me. That sounds absolutely horrible. Well, when I went on one before, the profile was written to entice. Really? Now, the profile is just going to be written with truth and honesty. Mm -hmm. Meaning, don't be shocked if, as I get to know you, I show up in a pair of leggings and a baseball hat with no makeup and all I want to do is go hit golf balls and have a hot dog. Yeah. I don't need a five-star dinner. I don't need to be dressed up all the time. I'm as okay sitting on the couch watching a movie as I am going somewhere. Mm -hmm. If you are a quality individual. I'll go back. Of my time. Right. I think that the online space and the in-person space both carry so many uncertainties as to what we're seeing, Mm -hmm. where one of the concerns that I always had in dating was how long is it going to take me to get to know who this person actually is? Do I have that kind of time and do I want to invest my time because I think like for the last nine months, I've just been exhausted. Mm-hmm. I don't have that in me, especially after the last experience I had where I feel like it took six, seven, eight months before I started to really see some of the real sides of that person to say, this isn't going to work for me. And that's, I'm already six months in, right? I feel I, like I'm going with the spidey sense. We talk about it, right? We talk about it all the time. As soon as something raises that, uh-oh, I don't need to figure out the uh-oh necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's okay at that point. I'm not here to fix somebody. No. No. I, I don't have the time and the energy to do that. I am understanding also that none of us are perfect. Oh, I absolutely. still have things I'm working through. I don't want someone to fix me either. No, me neither. Just sit by my side and as I'm fixing my own things, support me. Yep. Be there for me. Let me talk to you about that as I'm fixing my own things. And I'm happy to do that for another person. What I can't endure is the idea that that's being hidden from me because the person knows That's not desirable. Mm -hmm. That's where my trust issues come in. And I think that that was my hope with a meet cute and meeting somebody in real life is that the guard is already down because they're not meeting you with the intention of impressing you. 
So let's talk about, you know exactly where I'm going with this. <laughs> Story the potential meat cute that I got to, to witness. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm not God. even calling it a meat cute. It, I'm no. just calling it a hot mess to happen. Oh, my God. So very short story. So one of the times that Kristen and I are at brunch and we always go, usually, usually it's Sunday. Well, and this was the time that I was there mm-hmm. and you showed up. It wasn't right. even like it was we a didn't planned plan that. occurrence. I was out running errands and I'm like, I, I'm just going to stop by. And we're sitting there enjoying our brunch. And this, it was like what? It was like 11 o'clock in the morning on a yeah. Sunday. And this guy shows up that we thought was meeting someone. We thought he sat down and was talking to someone. The man is wearing a robe. A unicorn color. A unicorn, robe. a rainbow unicorn robe. Which and first Elton of all John Elton John sunglasses. Star glasses. Was he not wearing a hat too? Was he No, was he, he wasn't wearing, he wasn't a, wearing hat. a hat. Nope. Mm-mm. So this guy walks in and first it, of all All I can call it, as I told my friends about it, it was the to me, the male equivalent of the walk of shame. I don't think it was a walk of shame. I think he intentionally, life, but he intentionally did that. He was at home, put this outfit on, stood in front of a mirror, and very much in like a gray gardens, this is the best costume for the day, decided <laughs> that this was how he was going to present himself unto the brunching world on Saturday in Paradise Valley. Uh-huh. I, so first of all, <laughs> Our, uh, face, I our facial could be, expressions at that moment, like, I wish we had a picture. There are one of two ways that this can go. Either this person is an incredibly fun, fantastic, carefree spirit that is super fun, um, and or we have a hot mess on our hands. I don't, we did not know how this was going to uh-huh. go, right? And I would say, for his credit, he was probably a mix of the two. Yeah. Hot and eclectic individual. Yeah, he it was it was interesting. So here we are having this conversation about how I think that I'm about ready to download a dating app and Mr. Elton John Unicorn shows up and sits next to me. Which and, all that did was solidify to me that I was not yet ready to download right. the dating app. Right. And now app. and now nope. so <laughs> Very quickly, this man is has got a picture of a woman on his phone that had to have been 20 years younger than him. Mm-hmm. That was his background screen. He's not dating her. It's not his girlfriend. It's just some woman who's hot that he's using as the background on his phone. Mm-hmm. Okay? The background on my phone is like my dog and a glass of wine. That's the room I have. for. I mean, that's a special place on the phone. So... And then he starts telling us about his love life. And oh my God. And he's very clear that this man is on a dating app. Oh. So here's Kristen and Vanessa (laughs) contemplating downloading dating apps, meeting the physical manifestation of what we are about to wade into. And we are now terrified. And Kristen ran for the hills, tucked tail and... Nope. Right. Not done. Nope. 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 Vanessa, however, went home <laughs> and she wrote down her boundaries and she wrote down her uh, non-starters and she wrote down her intentions and she downloaded the app. 
she did. Mm -hmm. And I decided that is what I have to understand is one of the worst case scenarios. So how do you look at that and say, this is not what I want? How do you find the red flag? How do you tune into the spidey sense before you're sitting next to the spider? Well, I think what you said, like a woman is going to read what they write. And if there's something there that I don't like, it just doesn't get a swipe. Right. You know what my um, number one non-starter is if a man puts in his profile? What was that? No drama. Whether oh. he says he's no drama or he says he wants no drama, because you know what that means? He has tons of drama. That man is drama all over the place. He keeps finding it because he is the drama. It's kind of like right. if you go to the bank and you encounter someone and that person's an asshole. Odds are the person's an asshole. If you go about your entire day and every single person that you meet is an asshole, guess what? You're the asshole. Exactly. So if you're a guy that says, oh my God, every single woman that I meet on these dating apps is absolutely crazy. That you're crazy. It's not the women. <laughs> Not the women. So any man that says The only no common drama. denominator in that equation mm -hmm. is the man. Right. And it goes up for both sides. I know that oh, there sure. are plenty of women oh, that say- that shit crazy people out there. Oh, yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine who his red flag that no drama translates apparently in the female sphere as good vibes only. That's what he said, that there are so many women that put in their profile- good vibes only. And we chuckled about it. I'm like, well, what if you're having a really shitty day? Like, does that mean that if you're having a bad day, you can't go to that person and talk about your bad day because you're only supposed to bring the good vibes? Well, but everybody has drama. Ev right. Everybody right. has so drama. So all of the no drama people, all they're communicating to you is, I'm fine as long as you're fun. The minute that this gets real, I'm I head and tail. Right. I'm out the door. I don't have time for your real life. So when your kid has a breakdown and you are struggling with that, I can't possibly be there for that person. No. I think for me, the thing that I had to get through my head to be ready for this is that I will not wear my heart on my sleeve like I have in the past. So you need a little, uh, I, you will need put a little a wall, I will put a wall up on purpose. Hmm. How big's your wall, though? Is it unscalable? No. It's not unscalable. It's about as scalable as your cat jumping up on that wall out there. Mm -hmm. I just have to feel I can trust you. And that doesn't take much. Yeah. Because for me, I will trust everyone until they give me reason not to. See, my, what I've learned, my thing is that I don't, I have walls. But I'm not going to make people scale them, right? I'm not going to make a man climb over the walls and then come find me in the castle. And then I need to do that. I guess I should say it this way, right? It's not that I have walls. I have boundaries. Boundaries are lovely. So I won't let you completely into my inner sanctum if for some reason you aren't genuine. Mm-hmm. So if I already get the sense that you're not being genuine, 
It's not fake it till you make it. No. And for a long time, I thought it was fake it till you make it. And it truly is in your life. Mm-hmm. But it's okay to say, I don't understand. Or I don't really like that. Can we try something different? Like, I'm okay with that versus you making me think you like that. And then all of a sudden down the road, you're like, oh, I really don't like that. Yeah. So it's more a case of if I feel the person is being their authentic self, it's not difficult. And that's where the spidey sense comes in, in being able to pick up on when somebody is not being authentic. Yeah. I am a big fan of being incredibly selective from the get-go. I have friends that feel like the best way to proceed in dating is to throw a huge net out there, invite everyone to the party and start wading through. I I don't want that many people at the party. But it's exhausting. It is. I don't who the hell has that time and energy? Like I just no. I mm. I mean no offense. I won't remember everyone at that point. So I have done the multiple dating. I shouldn't have to go on a date with a notebook. Right. I, or have to make voice memos in your phone. I, I've had to do that. I, because I forget what I tell people. Right. So there have been times where I have tried to take that advice um, where you just, you're waiting for the cream to rise to the top because that's what we're, that's what we're told. Like this is supposed to be super competitive. I mean, you look at everything that movies are telling us Bridgerton. Do you watch Bridgerton? I do. At all? Right. So what you look at that and there's the whole courtship where the men are courting the women. The women are supposed to have multiple suitors. Mm-hmm. This is all the bullshit that we are fed. We are supposed to have multiple suitors, entertain multiple suitors, have them come court us, have the conversation until we decide which ones we like. And then we are supposed to sit back and see which one offers us the best deal, essentially. And you look at Bridgerton, the the girls who only have one or two suitors are clearly, there's something wrong with them. If a girl has one suitor and one suitor only, that's a bad thing. It's you want to have as many as humanly possible. That's where we have been told our worth is. That if I'm not going out with John on Monday, Bob on Tuesday, Tim on Wednesday, Joe on Thursday, and Tom on Friday, that clearly there is something wrong with me and I'm doing this whole thing wrong. Also, I don't like the idea that this is a game at all. This is my life. This is my heart. These are my emotions. This is my valuable time. You're right. And I have just decided to put my soccer ball in the ring. Which is horrible to say that I'm thinking of it that way. But honestly, it's kind of what it is. I'm super proud of you. Not because I'm subscribing to the you're not a whole person. It's just that I've known you in this space for a while to feel like there's a bravery that you've embraced Mm -hmm. and a willingness to show up a little bit in a different way that I'm kind of thrilled about. That Mm -hmm. if you're not excited about trying to meet someone, don't meet someone. 
There's so many people that just, like I said, date. I've just gotten open them. to the possibilities. I'm willing to see what that means. Mm-hmm. And probably before the end of today or the weekend, that will be up and ready to go. Mm-hmm. Do you remember, um, I think when we were at Wine Club, do you remember that I started writing your profile? Yes. That was when we went for pizza and wine one Friday mm-hmm. afternoon. Yes. March 18th. Oh, what? You remember the day? Oh my God, you're so funny. Yeah. I firmly also believe in outsourcing. Do you want me to share with you what I wrote down? Sure. So I know what I said, so I wonder like what it sounds like with you doing it. Right, because again, if you need your if you need your dating app profile <laughs> um written, please enlist your writer friend to help you. Because here's the deal, right? Because you, I write the way I speak and I know that's not and gonna you, come out. Yeah, and you were like so direct, right? You are just the most direct person I think I know. And Here's the funny thing is like, own that. It's beautiful. It's incredible. What makes you, you. It's kind of like, I am so awkward and I say weird things all the time and things that people don't understand. I am not good on paper. I am not good on paper. Like, I feel like you need to be in the presence of all of this to like kind of get it. And then even then, half the people that I meet are like, you're a lot. I'm like, yes. Yes, I get that a lot. You're a lot too. And I love you a lot. And I want you to find someone that's going to love all of your extra and all of your a lot because that's what we deserve in the world. So knowing that you just, you were like going to shoot a verbal arrow right into the heart of someone and you could possibly kill him. (laughs) This is what I wrote down after you were describing yourself. Okay. Strong, resilient woman, looking to be seen as I am. Wait, hold on. Strong, resilient woman, looking to be seen as I am and offers the same to someone else. Kind of geeky in an artsy way. Music, movies, art, books, adventurous and independent, looking to add someone to a beautiful life I've built. It's perfect. Far better than I'm beautifully broken because I remember that's exactly what I said. Right. No, you don't. You're not broken. You are not broken in any way, shape or form. We might all be a little cracked. I mean, I'm cracked. You're cracked. A little warped sometimes. Well, that's true, which is just fine. But I think that that our warpedness just comes out. And that's that's the hard part is also how do you, how do we convey ourselves in a way that attracts people to the true part of ourselves? Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't want to say chameleon because that connotates something awful, right? Like it means you're going to be whatever someone wants you to be. Right. But for myself, I'm as comfortable dressing up for an event and walking around a room and having to mix as I am sitting at home in sweatpants, a t-shirt, and a baseball hat. Sure. And that's got to be picked up on. 
I cannot wait to see if anything happens from your dating app, my friend. Oh, I'm sure there'll be things that happen, but... <laughs> I'm going to send you this lovely profile that we wrote three weeks ago, and I'm going to see if in two weeks there's any changes in your life in this realm. I feel like you are in a really beautiful spot to be able to receive someone. I think I just had to realize that while I will watch the Hallmark Channel and I, God love Yellowstone and this and that, I know there's no character from Yellowstone coming across my door. No. I know no one is going to pick me up in a sleigh and it's going to snow magically at the end of my episode. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that it can't be just as beautiful. Right. Right. Exactly. And I think that you have a lot of beauty coming your way because you, you put it out there. You definitely do. And it's going to come back to you in spades, I think. I'm excited to see between the two of us in a couple weeks what it looks like. Yeah. So we're going to definitely um, check in yeah. in a couple weeks and we'll have to report back. But until then. Until then. I wish you the best of luck, my friend. Thank you. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. New episodes launch every Monday, so I hope you'll be back. If you enjoyed this podcast, there's several ways to show your support. First, by rating the podcast and leaving a review, you help others to find great content. Second, if you're looking for further connection, consider becoming a patron of the podcast, where you'll have a fun and interesting way to connect with others and even get more information on perspectives and things you may not have considered. Lastly, please share this podcast with a friend. The number one way that podcasts reach more people is through sharing and word of mouth. I appreciate you and your beautiful open mind. See you soon.